Welcome to episode 79 of the podcast, dude. It's Monday, November 19th, almost wintertime. Hope you're having a great day so far. Thanks for joining me. This episode is about RSS feeds. So I used to be kind of scared of RSS feeds. I didn't really understand them. I knew that they were important for a show and that you had to give them to uh, certain places like Apple and and, uh, Google to get your show out there. But I didn't fully understand them until I spent about 10 months looking at them and reading them and talking to people about them, um, you know, via my, my job as Symbolcast support. Uh, so I learned a lot and I think I have a pretty good, solid understanding and explanation. So that's what I'm going to dig into in this episode. Yeah. RSS feeds. Let's go. So what is an RSS feed? First off, you're going to want to check out the show notes uh, or uh, look at your podcast app if you're using an app that supports chapters because I'm going to include some links, uh, not some links. I'm going to include some pictures so you can kind of see what I'm talking about as I'm talking about this stuff because that'll really, really help the visuals. Um, so an RSS feed is a formatted text document that contains all of the important information about your show. So this is usually hosted on a server somewhere, uh, usually public, and it has a URL so that anyone can view or access the contents of it. Uh, It contains info about your show and your episodes, things like your show title, your show description, the the author, the email, uh, episode titles, and then links to where the audio files are so that anyone who visits it can download those files. So it is possible to write and update an RSS feed yourself, but it's a little bit time-consuming and errors or typos can break everything. So managing the RSS feed is usually handled by your podcast host. In this case, using Simplecast for an example. Um, The website that you use to add episodes and the podcast settings page that you use to change the information about your show directly correlates, I think is the right word. It, it, It maps straight to the RSS feed. So it's basically writing the RSS feed from the information you provide in the interface. So you don't have to worry about the RSS feed or updating it, which is actually really, really nice. So the question comes up, well, why do I need an RSS feed? Well, the RSS feed is basically, it, it is your show. Without it, you'll just have like blog posts or audio files, but there won't be any way for people to subscribe and automatically get your new episodes unless they seek out your show, unless they go to your website or your, you know, your SoundCloud page or your YouTube channel, etc. Uh, RSS feed is a, a very simple method to give people a way to subscribe and get updates automatically rather than having to go seek them out. So your show's RSS feed is what podcast apps and directories like Apple Podcasts, Google and Spotify and so on, that's what they'll use to get the information about your show and episodes and pass it along and just display it in their directory or in their app. So people can actually also bypass those podcast directories and subscribe straight to your feed using any compatible app that reads or can subscribe to RSS feeds. And since RSS is an established standard, there are many apps that can subscribe to and display RSS feeds. In fact, I actually use a Mac app called Reader to subscribe to the RSS feeds for multiple blogs and websites. So these aren't podcasts, but they still use the RSS feed format. Anytime they add a new post, it gets added to the RSS feed. My app gets that information and I can read it on my computer rather than having to go to their website. So question, how do I make sure my new episodes get in, actually get into Apple Podcasts and other directories? How do I know that this feed is actually working? Well, in order to get your show into Apple Podcasts and the other directories, you actually just need to submit your show's RSS feed URL to them. 
So you give them the URL, and this is almost always done via a web portal like Apple's Podcast Connect website or Spotify's podcasters.spotify.com website. Once, once you give them your feed URL and they approve that feed, uh, this usually happens within 48 hours, they will use the information in your feed to display your show and your episodes in their directory. And they're also going to start checking your feed regularly for changes in new episodes. So super quick recap, your show has an RSS feed and you've already submitted the feed to the directories. You add a new episode and some lines get added to your feed. Since the directories are checking your feed, they see that information about that new episode. They see it's been added and they use that to display the episode in their app and pass it along to their subscribers. And your subscribers will also get the new episode in whatever app they use to subscribe to your show. This usually happens faster than um, like say iTunes updating their directory because your subscribers are subscribed straight to the source of your show. They don't, they don't have that middleman. So here's another question related to that. What do I do if my new episodes don't show up in the podcast directories right away or at all? You know, you're wondering, I published this thing, but it's not there yet. What's happening? Well, as long as you, re- as long as you include all the required info about your episode when you published it, uh, the directories and apps should see the changes and update pretty quickly. Although Apple says it can, it can take them up to 24 hours to update their podcast directory. Uh, if you can't see the new episode in any of the podcast apps or directories, then it is likely an issue on your end. So check with your podcast host or whoever manages or updates your show's feed. If you can see the episode in all of the apps or directories except for one, then it's likely an issue with that directory and not anything wrong with your feed. So if you're concerned, reach out to the directory support team, ask if they would mind taking a look, and you might also reach out to your host just in case, although likely it's not an issue with your feed. It's something with the directory. Question, can I change podcast hosts or RSS feeds without breaking things or losing my show's subscribers? So like, let's say you have a Squarespace site and you're really excited about moving over to Simplecast, but you're worried because you don't want to screw things up. The good news is it's very easy to move hosts anytime. Some hosts make it a little bit easier than others, uh, but basically most hosts will just copy your existing RSS feed, all the information in it and all the audio files, and set up a brand new feed for you that has that same exact information um, and the audio files on a new server, so everything still works. And after you have that new feed that's set up for your show, you just need to update the podcast directories. So they're checking that new feed for updates and, and new episodes instead of the old one. And this is usually done through the same web portal that you use to submit your show, although some places require you to send an email. Uh, your host should be able to help if you have any questions about that. You can also check out an article I wrote for Simplecast that includes links and instructions for submitting and updating feeds. Uh, that's over at help.simplecast.com under... Uh, Which podcast directories do I need to submit my show to? I'm just going to include a link in the show notes. So you got a new feed, you're set up on a new new host, then you need to add a 301 redirect. So you're wondering now, what is a 301 redirect? Uh, A 301 redirect, you can think of it kind of like setting up a mail forward. So it basically just forwards anyone who visits your old feed over to a new feed. So the 301 redirect contains a link to your new RSS feed and just tells anyone that visits that old feed, hey, you actually need to go over here and subscribe to this one because that's, that's where all the magic is happening now. So your host should allow you to add a 301 redirect to your old feed if you've moved your, moved your show to a new host and gotten a new feed for your show. Um, it's easier in some places than others. For example, in Simplecast, you can add a 301 redirect under the podcast settings page. 
and that stays there permanently. Uh, I know it's pretty easy in SoundCloud. You just need to check with whoever your, your existing host is and uh, reach out to them if you don't see an easy way to add a 301 redirect to your, to your feed. So you might have also heard about an iTunes, what's called an iTunes new feed tag that needs to be added to a new feed whenever you move a show. And you're wondering, well, what is that? How, I do, how do I do that? So the iTunes new feed tag, uh, just, this is just a line of, of anything I call a tag is basically just a line that's in the RSS feed. It's a line that gets added to an RSS feed to let Apple know that there's a new feed URL for the show. And I'm not entirely sure why they asked for this if you have to log into Podcast Connect and give them your new feed anyways, but they do. Uh, your host should handle this for you automatically. I know Simplecast will do this. Uh, we'll add a new feed tag whenever you import a show into Simplecast. So don't worry too much about that. So to recap, you don't have to be afraid of RSS feeds. They are just formatted text documents that contain information about your show, and you can access or copy that information anytime. And if you move your show to a new host and you get a new feed, you'll also need to add a 301 redirect to your old feed and also update the podcast directories so they check the new feed for updates instead of the old one. And you won't lose any subscribers if you follow these steps. All right, super quick news and updates for the week. Rode just released a new audio interface for podcasters. It looks really nice. It's called the Rodecaster Pro. It's got four mic inputs, uh, the ability to record phone calls via Bluetooth for headphone ports pads for playing your sound effects and bumpers and and more really cool features. It looks really solid for for people who have to record multiple people in the same room for the podcast. The price is $599, so $600. Looks like a pretty solid deal. Go check that out if it sounds interesting. Also, I will be attending Dribble's Hangtime. So this is a one-day conference in, in Los Angeles, December 4th. So if you're not doing anything, tickets are still available for that. Uh, there's going to be some incredible speakers and people hanging out there, including Paula Schur, Pablo Stanley, uh, Meg Lewis, Jenna Amy Hood, and a bunch of other really cool designers. And uh, I don't know, if you like Dribble, you'll love this. And Simplecast is sponsoring the after party, which is free for everyone to attend. So if you can't make the conference, at least plan on coming to hang out for the after party. You can get more details and information at dribble.com slash hangtime. I put a link in the show notes, and that is dribble with three Bs, not two Bs, because somebody else was squatting on uh, dribble with two Bs whenever they bought the domain name. That's useless information. That's it for me for now. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. uh, Take care of and be kind to the people around you. Um, Yeah, talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening. Happy podcasting. Happy podcasting.